Hey, they better call a paramedic in the street. They got leverage in the street. I'm a California nigga and I'm heavy in the streets. 22 or 23, I'm heavy with the heat. Hit you with the top, paramedic can't save you. Really in the field, come on, bro, I know that ain't you. 2018, hell no, I ain't gon' fade you, go paint you. TDE and SOB, we can't lose. Nigga, bitch made, that's just something I can relate to. Turn on the gang, that's just something that I can't do. Touch a meal, fuck saying get your bands up. Something with the gang. Yeah, I had the man up on fish in the air. I ain't finna put my hands up. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Jordan. And this is Desmond. And welcome to a very very special episode of Two Black Nerds. Mm-hmm. This is the top ten best comic book movies of the decade we are looking at the comic book movies from 2010 to 2019 and man what a decade it was Mm -hmm. man i would have to say and i don't think this is really arguable it's clearly um the fact of the matter that this is the golden age of comic book superhero movies it's not even questionable not even questionable nobody would question that we are living In such marvelous times, we have gotten just incredible, incredible cinema from comic book movies this decade. And I think it's really interesting to to talk about how we started the decade, um, you know, around 2010 and 2011 to to where we ended with comic book movies, right? So in 2010, things were very different, right? Like at that time, you know, some of the movies that had come out that year, you know, we, we had Iron Man 2, so we had the... The beginning stages of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was still in its infancy. We hadn't reached the peak of Avengers yet. We also had some really interesting adaptations happening, like from a lot, a lot more lesser known sort of comic book power properties. Twenty ten brought us The Losers and and yeah. Red, right? Like yeah. these are like properties that are not that popular. They're yeah. not like Batman, Superman, right? right? People don't even know about these. Yeah, so it was it was a really interesting start to the to the decade. And then I think 2011, we started to see you know a few more you know more notable characters come into the into the fold. You know, we saw Thor and Captain America, the first Avenger, come out that year. The Marvel Cinematic Universe taking more shape. But then on the flip side, you know, DC was in a really interesting place because the Dark Knight came out in the prior decade, no eight, but. Then we got Green Lantern in 2011, which is, by all accounts, a dud. It's a massive (laughs) failure, right? Like, it's not a movie to really talk about. Um, So things were, like, really interesting then. But then you fast forward again, like I mentioned, to the end of the decade. And comic book movies rule Hollywood. Mm -hmm. That That cannot be questioned. They are clearly... Um, the 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 breadwinners and the leader in the industry, they make the most money. It seems like almost damn near every time a comic book movie comes out, as long as it's good, it probably makes a billion dollars, right? Like whether you talk about breaking every record made available from Avengers Endgame, or you look at movies like Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Joker, like movies that just come out and just do huge business. I mean, overall, comic book movies have just they've just changed so dramatically, but they are the leaders of Hollywood now. They're the yeah. they're the most popular form of entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. What are what are your thoughts just about how things have changed over the decade with like comic book movies and the stuff that we're getting today? You know, I actually believe a lot of the re- part of the reason this is the golden age for comic books, um, again, just part of it, you know, may, maybe not the majority, is is 
is the change in technology, right? Mm. Like back before in the 90s and the early 2000s, we didn't have some of those same technologies when it came to camera work and, you know, CGI that we do now. And it's really important, right? Because sure. now we see we see things coming to life that we could have never seen come to life before. Uh, I bring up a movie like um, Ready Player One, right? Wow. Where it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. But yeah. That movie... There's, we couldn't have even thought of that in 1990, yeah, or two, even 2006. My you know goodness. what I mean? Like that movie's actually insane, and I, I do think this golden age is, you know, a kind of reminiscence of again what the 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 technology that we've come from. That's an excellent point to make, man. I think the technology plays a huge, huge factor into why we are seeing so many comic book movies being made but just also like you like you mentioned the fact that we can visualize these things on such a grand scale and the technology is caught up to the the storytelling yeah um in a sense um it just makes these adventures larger than life you know and i think that's what a lot of people want to see when they go to the movies when they go to the movies and they spend you know their hard-earned money and they go to see something on a big screen they want big epic spectacle adventure and comic book movies have provided that um in spades across the board like whether it's like a spider-man movie doing just all the crazy stuff that's capable and like all of these really fantastical villains or you get you know avengers movies where i mean we have dozens of heroes on screen at one time right like Mm -hmm. all of these things are made possible with the advancement of technology i would also add on to that the fact that they are wholly taking they're taken seriously you know Mm -hmm. in in all regards not only from just like studios obviously because they make money but i even look at the casting and the actors who want to be a part of these movies like you look at movies like this people that are in comic book movies actors and actresses are a-listers you know they are some of the most well-known you know figures in hollywood and i think that that's like a huge thing that's added to the legitimacy and the credibility of these movies you know when you have um, you know, A-list talent like a Robert Downey Jr. or mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's or, you know, even more legendary actors like, I don't know, Kurt Russell, you Ooh, know, yeah. pop up or Sylvester Stallone who pops in yeah. or, you know, you, I mean, just every, every, you know, from across the board, like the, the list goes on and on. I think just the fact that they're taken seriously now mm-hmm. is like big entertainment that, you know, people want to go and enjoy. Right. It's really aided to just them being taken seriously. And obviously, again, studios are making lots and lots of movies. Um, So this has been an incredible decade. I've seen some things that I never thought I would see on screen. Oh, for sure. And the amount of times I've been in theaters and have just been wowed over and over and over. That's a part of the reason why we wanted to do this list. The top 10 comic book movies of the decade because it's been such an historic decade for comic book movies, Mm -hmm. which had humble beginnings. (laughs) Right. You know, uh, we we, we, we didn't come from a place of, you know, such great entertainment always. Right. Uh, This this is recent developments. Yeah, and it's something that we love. Yeah. These movies are near and dear to our hearts. Very much. This is what some of these characters we grew up on not even seeing on the big screen. And then we finally get them in the cinematic form. Yeah. It just means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You grew up watching like those animated shows, like oh yeah, you know, your Spider Mans and X Men's and Batman's, yeah, and Justice Leagues and all of that. And you're mm-hmm. just like, man, what would a movie be like? Like mm-hmm. if they made a movie like and then, this? And here we are. And here we are. We're getting them every year, multiple times a year. It's incredible. So man, that's a really good preface for for this list. Um, I think to sort of set the stage for how we put this list together, we developed our own set of criteria for this top 10. Um, And this criteria was really um, based on three important factors that we thought would really help us determine the 
10 best movies that stood head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. Now, I don't know the exact number, but I, I, I believe between 2010 and 2019, we had no less than 75 comic book movies. Drive. Sounds about right. It's about 75. If you, throw, if you throw in even other superhero movies that really aren't based on comic books, like your Incredibles 2 yeah, or true. your Chronicles, yeah. the number goes up even further. But it's, uh, it's been quite a large output. So we had to develop a criteria to make this make sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so our criteria for this list, we have three things in particular that we that we decided to focus on. The first thing is impact. And so when we talk about impact, that really speaks to the movie um, that at the time it was released, it received a a, a lot of recognition for being game changing in a sense. But it's also managed to really maintain longevity mm-hmm. and be looked back upon as something that was really revolutionary for the genre in, in, in and of itself, the comic book movie genre. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of a turning point in how stories might be told as it relates to comic book movies, or it just made such a huge impact upon release that it was just the hot topic of conversation for an extended amount of time um, when it came out, which obviously means that it permeated the culture as a whole, right? right? So that's the first criteria. The second criteria for this list is quality. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about the quality, I mean, you have to talk about the quality. The movie got to be good, y'all. At the end of the day, (laughs) it can't be a bad movie. We have a worst comic book movies of the decade list, which you can check out. But this is about quality. Does the movie work? Is everything within the movie on a higher level? That speaks to the direction, the writing, the technical aspects, whether it be costumes, design, CGI, special effects, visual effects, set pieces, all of these things. And then also, how is the story? Is the story exceptional? Does it do anything different? Does it take characters into a new direction? Is it something that we haven't seen before? Mm -hmm. This all relates to the quality of the movie. And then finally, our last criteria this might be my favorite, is the tenacity of the movie. Now, when we say tenacity, that's a very specific thing that we mean. We mean that this movie needs to have some sense of rewatchability. Right. You got to want to go back to it, right? Mm-hmm. If it's going to be such a great movie, it's something that you have to want to watch over and over again, right. whether it be for pure entertainment um, and enjoyment, or if it's to further dissect other themes related to the movie, like maybe you didn't catch something the first time. Maybe it's such a deep piece of of art that it has many things to uncover, many different layers. Mm-hmm. So you want to sort of go back to it, right? Um, and then also, again, you know, we talk about longevity, the lifespan. Was it popular when it came out? Is it still popular now? Does it hold up, you know, years or months or however long after it came out? Mm-hmm. That speaks to the tenacity of the film. So those are our three criteria. Impact, quality, and tenacity. That is how we defined our list. But before we get into the top 10, we had to have some honorable mentions, bro. Got to. Let's kick that off, and let's talk about some of the movies that didn't make it. You want to uh, you wanna give us a little uh, a little intro and a little preview for, for what some of these movies are right, and y'all. why they didn't quite crack the top 10? Yeah, man. So, Jordan always laughs, laughs at me for this one. So, <laughs> the first of, of my honorable mentions, of our, our honorable mentions list, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, an interesting choice right here. This is just my movie, y'all. <laughs> I don't know who else loves this movie as yeah. much as I do. Yeah. But, again, when we're, when we're talking about um, our, you know, our three pillars um, that we're doing for this list, impact and asset and quality, I, I, me personally, it checks all the boxes. It's, mm. a, it's a very fun film. Um, I think that 
I can talk to different people about this film and they'll be like, of course I've seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world because who hasn't seen that movie? Sure. They enjoy the movie. They laugh at the movie. They can, some people can have quotes from the movie. Yeah. The art style was really cool. Um, after this movie came out, there was a game that you could download on like yeah. the Xbox and PlayStation Marketplace. A couple comics started to come out when this movie came out. And I really just think it's one of my favorites, man. Yeah. And it's not it's not really bad made at all. Um, it's it's yeah, it was, it was a fun movie. It's a really funny movie too. It's, it's hilarious. hilarious. It's, it's hilarious, and the cast is actually stacked. And, like, and I can I can watch it over and over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, Brie Larson's in this movie. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> Go back and watch it. You're gonna be like, wait a second, what? Brie like, Larson's in this movie now. Captain Marvel. Captain right? Marvel's yeah. in this film, y'all. That I mean, and Scott Pilgrim came out in 2010, so that shows just the passage of time and like exactly. how significant that is, right? You know, I think the main reason it didn't make the list, and this is no disrespect to Scott Pilgrim, and you know, yeah. I, know I know you love it, man, but I think the reason it just doesn't make it in particular is just. Because, I mean, it's already a really crowded field. Like, yeah. the bottom line is, like, it's a really crowded field. Right. And the movies in the top ten in particular made such a huge impact, such a big, large-scale impact. And Scott Pilgrim, in and of itself, is a great quality movie. Um, but I think it's developed more of a cult following than anything, yeah. right? And I, mm-hmm. think, I think that sort of docks it down just a little bit, you know. But nonetheless, still a, still a wonderful movie mm. to watch. It's Captain still very fun. America is also in the movie. Captain America and Captain Marvel That's are in right. the movie. That's right. How Chris about that? Evans <laughs> is in Scott Pilgrim. Look at that. That's right. Talk about impact. Look. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. you're right. They eventually, you, you know what? But sometimes people go on and do bigger and better things. Yeah, That's right. what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Our next honorable mention, um, I was kind of shocked that this didn't make it, but it did not. X-Men Days of Future Past. What a movie, dude. Wow, it didn't make the top 10. What a movie, It's an amazing film. Days of Future Past reinvented the X-Men franchise in a lot of ways, right? When it came out, the X-Men franchise was in a... Tough place, yeah, to well, say the least. A lot of people are divisive about like first class, right? Yeah, like, like first class. I actually like the movie. Yeah, like, I think first, first class, class is great. Yeah, it, it it wasn't you know it wasn't necessarily spe- a spectacular movie, but mm-hmm. I think it, I think it did really good. You know, it's not necessarily something we asked for either, right? But right. It was, it was decent. Yeah. But then Days of Future Past comes out. Days of Future Past did a lot for the franchise. Everyone's like, um, it, it, it alters the timeline and sort of retcons a lot of mistakes that were made, in particular with movies like, you know, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine and stuff like that. And, you mm-hmm. know, it also it brought back the original trilogy yeah, cast. Yeah, they kind of deleted X3. Yeah, they deleted X3 in a sense. Mm-hmm. And they brought back that original trilogy, trilogy cast, you know, for the likes of like Halle Berry and Kelsey Grammer and stuff like that. Right. And, I think like Days of Future Past, like watching that movie in theaters, I was just like so blown away because I was like, wow, I haven't felt like I've seen a great X-Men movie since like X2. And by that point, that was like 10 years. It had been a while. Yeah, that was like 10 years, you know. So Days of Future Past, man, I I love this movie and I I do rewatch it quite often. Um, I think, you know, again, it just doesn't make the list only because I think particularly for me, it doesn't make this list is because I think two reasons. One... In the X-Men universe at large, there are other movies better than Days of Future Past. That's true. Um, not many movies, yeah. but I think there are other movies that deserve a little bit more recognition because they took more risks mm. than Days of Future Past. Yeah. Um, Days of Future Past is 
you know, one of the most popular storylines of X-Men, too. That um, as well. Which is, you know, notable saying where the path they went. They did, of course, you know, yeah. veer um, a little bit from, you know, the original story. There's no cable in right. this movie, you know right. what I mean? But it, it was good. Yeah. And I think the other reason that it quite doesn't make it, per se, is only because while the movie sort of reinvented the franchise, it also, um, it also created a few issues, I think, for following movies. And... Yeah the following movies that came after it didn't do an incredible job building on top of it. Yeah, like, First Class, we were okay, right, with it being, and Days of Future Past comes, and we're like, oh, we're super okay now. Yeah. And then here comes this movie. Apocalypse. Named Apocalypse. And then follows Dark Phoenix. So, you, you know, it just doesn't do an incredible job of maintaining the longevity of the franchise itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it was more of a moment and more of a goodbye, I think, to the original cast, yeah. like a, a, a sense of closure. Yeah. Um, so, for an example, like there are other movies on the list where they come out and they're amazing and they also set the path for movies to follow. Right. Days of Future Past, unfortunately, didn't quite capture that. So, that's it. It didn't quite make it. What's the next movie on our list of honorable mentions? Ooh, all right, y'all. This just, one hurt me. Everybody, just. This just one hurt me. Make sure. Dead ass. This one really hurt me. Make sure me. you're strapped in. <laughs> Make sure you're strapped into your seats. Uh, this one's rough, y'all. All right. The next... Ooh, oh, this is hard to say. The <laughs> next movie on this honorable mentions list is Captain America Civil War. Dog. <laughs> can we can we explain how this even how this even worked out? How is it an honorable mention? No, Civil we, War? We, we promise this top 10 is fire. Uh, yeah. No, we, we will say that this top, this 10, top is so, 10 is fire. It is. It's, it's very much but an incredible list. There, there are elements of Civil War, for me, that live in other movies in the top 10. But the that movie, particularly in the top 10, that has the movie uh, that has you know the elements of Civil War is either more important or... Or mm. it fits one of the criteria a little bit more to make it, to yeah, get, to kind of bump it out the list. A little no, bit. that's 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 important to know because again, like we developed this list based off of a very sort of strict criteria that we really tried to abide to, and when you match Civil War up to some of the other movies on the list, it doesn't hit the criteria as much as others did, and I think it'll make sense once we get there, right? We'll talk right. about it a little bit more in depth, but when you look at like rewatchability and tenacity i think there are other movies better than civil war in that yeah. sense there are also some things in civil war while it does incredible things it introduces black panther yep. impeccably Which is important impact right that is important impact same for spider-man as well right. you know setting up these future characters within the mcu um mm-hmm. within that context um However, Civil War um, is similar to some other movies that are on the list in the sense that it's made similarly to other films out of the MCU. And I think out of that set of movies, it it does a great job. Of course, it's exceptional. It's still an exceptional movie, but other movies did it better, right? Other movies still did it better. Mm -hmm. And I think overall, when you look at the quality of the movie, there are a lot of things in Civil War that I do sort of ding it where it doesn't right. it doesn't match the quality of other films. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain questionable decisions. You look at the villain, certain plot holes that come up. Right. How did we get here? Some of those things sort of 
took it down, and that's why it's on our honorable mentions list. But that that's an unexpected yeah, one. Y'all, I think. y'all know that movie bomb. So yeah. uh, again, don't be mad at us. We promise the top ten is really, really, really good. So we do promise. What's, what's our next honorable mention? Man? The next honorable mention is uh, this one also hurt me because I'm such a huge yeah, fan of this movie. I am too. Ah, uh, we got to talk about Thor Ragnarok. Ooh. Did not make our top ten. It is an honorable mention though. Thor Ragnarok. We talked about reinventions with Days of Future Past. Yeah. This movie reinvented Thor. It did. In every sense of the Especially word. Especially coming from <laughs> this movie called Dark World. The Dark World, which, yeah. Jesus. It just, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about a 180 going from <laughs> just demure, not that enjoyable you know, sort of tone of the dark world, and then nah. you just go into the the full on wacky bananas Banana. world of Ragnarok, Taika which Waititi's mind. My goodness, man! <laughs> I mean, you talk about the charisma and comedy that they infuse in that movie. Yeah. On top of the new characters that we get, in the likes of Valkyrie played by Tessa Thompson and Grandmaster played by right. Jeff Goldblum, you get Korg, and you get Korg and Meek. Like and Meek, yeah. it's just like it's so different. It almost felt like a Thor one because we just started over. Yeah, you know, it was like here's all these new people, right? Like, like okay. we had our familiar characters. We had Odin and, and Loki, Loki and stuff like that. But yeah. it really deconstructed the character of Thor and completely reinvented him, reinvented him for the MCU. And I think. The movie certainly has an impact in the sense that Thor, from Ragnarok to Infinity War and to, to Endgame, there's an arc there. There's a yeah. serious character arc, which was really, the groundwork was laid in Ragnarok, right? right? I think the, the the thing that just, you know, sort of dings Ragnarok, really no fault of its own. It, it checks all the boxes, but other movies check those boxes a little just bit a better. A little bit better. Just a little bit better. I just a little bit more significantly. Hella was dope. Oh, hell was Shout amazing. Kate, 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 yeah, Kate Blanchett did it phenomenal. She she has so much fun. You she can had, just tell she has so much fun doing so it. So much fun. Yeah. That was that was a great role. Um but Ragnarok, exceptional yeah. movie, yeah. one of my personal favorites. Yeah. Um it just the top ten, man. There's only so many spots. Yeah, that's really what it boils so down to, that's right? That's really what it is, man. Let's uh let's get into the final honorable mention, man. What is it? Ooh, all right. Y'all, the last honorable mention is the one and only goddess herself. Wonder Woman. Yes, indeed. What a movie. Diana Prince. Shout out to Gal Gadot. Oh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Oh, my goodness. Wow. What they're able to do with this character. I always tell people this, but they, they really, they're really the reason for this new renaissance of DC movies. DC, yes. was, DC was tearing up for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and they weren't like quite we, doing well. We, yeah. we talked about it before. BVS, Suicide Squad, Justice League, and along came Wonder Woman save the to day. save the day. Yeah. Probably the least suspecting suspect. Like, the, yeah. You, you would think, like, oh, yeah, of course, like, Batman, Batman or, or Superman. What? Nope. Nah, it was Wonder Woman, nah, bro. Man. Like, I keep saying, the future is female. Wonder yeah. Woman came in here, and she really gave us something fresh, yep. something new, something that we can enjoy, man. On the, yeah. It's a very beautiful movie. Oh, for sure. It is crazy to look at, actually. Man, I got chills the first time man, watching that the movie. The first 20 minutes in, on Themyscira. Oh, my God. And, oh, my. The No Man's Land sequence, which... Still which, crazy which is to this day. still an iconic scene and warner brothers almost took that scene out of the movie like, which is ridiculous because that scene makes the movie the makes the it movie. literally makes the movie and like you get the essence of who wonder woman is in that moment um yeah it's a phenomenal film i think it's it's overall like a really great movie yeah i would um, say um 
for me, this is like maybe perfect eleven spot. Like I yeah, would, I would yeah. say this is the best six man I think out of this list. That's a good way to put it. The, the impact, like I just said, she's, yeah. she's changed the DC. Um, maybe potentially for the future of what we're about to get. She's Absolutely. Also, shout out to Wonder Woman. You know, nineteen eighty four coming out um, very soon. Coming out very soon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it meant a lot to finally see a, a woman portrayed right. Yeah. And. It'd be good, you know. Yeah. What I mean? It's like Catwoman, where it's terrible, and you're like, "What am I watching?" Or this is like, no, this powerful woman is on screen, saving people that she didn't technically ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Have to save, but it's, yeah, this is dope, man. I guess the one thing that dings is probably in the in the criteria of quality. Like, I think there's a lot of sort of a lot of people sort of point to the third act that yeah. doesn't hold up as well as the first two does. Right. Like the, the first two acts are so amazing oh, like the, everything the trench is, scene yeah like that like all of that stuff is like so good the but, score yeah the, the, the third act is where it's like mm, and, and a questionable villain too the like questionable a villain, villain villain that doesn't yeah. like hit all the cylinders you know mm-hmm. so just a few things but it's still you know like you say i think i agree like also a great 11th spot outside of the top 10 so whoo it's a tough crowd y'all honorable mentions captain america civil war Damn. Thor Ragnarok, Wonder Woman, X-Men Days of Future Past, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Don't be mad at us for none of those movies, y'all. Please don't. <laughs> but let us know. Did you think they should have made the top 10? Um, us give know. us your thoughts. Hit us up on social at 2 Black Nerds. And with that said, it's time to Uh-oh. get into the top 10 best comic book movies of the decade. Let's get it. Coming in at number 10, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, buddy. Wow. What are you doing, bud? I can't move. Okay, relax your fingers. We don't have time. Just just let go. Be in the moment. I am in the moment. It's a terrible moment. They're right there. They're going to see you. Miles, you got to unstick. What do you do to relax? Relax. Needless to say, I... Oh, for crying out loud. Calling it Chris now, baby, I'm a You're Ah! Teenagers, just the worst. Miles, where did you go? I'm right here. Where? I can't see you. I'm right in front of you. What an experience. I, this, what an experience. I don't have enough words for this movie, honestly. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's actually that amazing. Um, and again, as a comic nerd, I was actually reading Miles Morales comics. Yes. And you're like, in the back of your head, you're like, I'm never going to see this. It's it, never going to happen, right? You're, yeah, you're like, this is, this is never going to happen. I'm yeah. never going to get this. And then... This Sony movie. announces this movie, y'all. Man. And I'm, we say, I said, I said Miles Morales, what? Yeah. Or like even, this is actually happening now. Even I was thinking, um, the kind of, the kind of hint that they give you in Homecoming, right? Uh, with Donald Glover's character yeah. trying to be, you know, Prowler, you know, Uncle, exactly. Uncle Aaron. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah. all right. Like we might that, be going there. I see that Miles Morales. And yeah. then they give us a Sony's verse movie and mm-hmm. it just, it really broke, broke not only what it meant to, what it meant to, for superhero films, I think, but yeah. for animation. Oh my god, you've never seen anything like this movie. Like that's the bottom line. The art direction you've by never itself. Never seen anything like it by itself. There's a reason why you go on social media today, and there are so many different accounts that break down every single frame of the movie because every single frame is a work of art, and you've it never is. seen animation like this done before. Ever, right? Man. You talk about the cast, mm-hmm. an incredible cast, um, with the likes of Brian Tyree Henry, Mahershala Ali, yeah. Shamik Moore. Yeah. You know, you, you you just 
Haley Steinfeld. Like mm-hmm. everybody is so good. The voice acting is phenomenal. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Oh too. my goodness. Jake Johnson murdered. He's this. so good as Peter Parker. Hey, all, Peter B. Parker. I always used to watch Jake Johnson and uh, New Girl too. I watched New oh, Girl. Yeah, and yeah. He's funny in that. And I was like, tra- the translation is almost perfect. Honestly, it's great casting, right? It's perfect. And then just what it means for representation, man. Like how authentic the experience of the film was. Like the fact that the fact that it's set in Brooklyn. Yeah. Miles is you know Puerto Rican and black. We see that come out in his family life. You yeah. know the differences between his father and his mother. Mm-hmm. You know and just how that that illuminates throughout the film. The music that's injected into it, right. um, and just how he's living as a young kid, and like we also see him like one of the most heartwarming things about it is how he's terrified to have these powers, right? right? Like mm-hmm. he he doesn't know what to do. He's not initially like embracing this. He's terrified because he's just a young kid, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, it plays such a huge part into like how that unfolds in his relationship with his family, yeah. and ultimately him discovering his own inner power and what mm-hmm. that meant for him and. The message at the end of it, I just rewatched this movie like days ago, mm-hmm. and god damn it, <laughs> that scene, the two scenes that just always just like choke me up, um, the scene where he takes that leap of faith, yeah, right, that's, like that's when you got of, what up danger okay, in the background. Just wait, wait, just three seconds. That is one of the coldest moments I have ever seen in any movie ever. It works on every level. Ever it y'all. works on every it like level. two minutes. It's yeah. like the best two minutes. Yeah, I've ever seen him finally embracing that that power. Oh, right, man, it's so tight. And then the final scene of the movie, as we get to close out the movie, and you hear you hear the monologue from Miles in the background, the voiceover, mm-hmm. him talking about anybody can wear the mask. Anybody, anyone can wear the mask. Oh man. my God! Every time I watch it, I damn near shed a tear just because of just how important it is, yeah. you know, and the fact that like we have you know a young brown boy you know doing this right on screen and spider-man he's spider-man you know and Mm -hmm. this is going to be spider-man for a whole new generation of young children especially again young uh latinx and african-american kids man where they they've only grown up knowing superman and batman exactly random white people one from space and the other grew up rich you know what i mean this you can't relate to him this young black boy from brooklyn can be a superhero yeah he wears jordans (laughs) Literally, he has a fro. The ones, right? Like he wears a yeah, fro. Yeah, it's he listens to hip hop music. Come it's crazy. on, dog, it's this, crazy. This this is different. This and I will different. I will shout out that sound. I listen to that soundtrack nonstop for like six months. Oh my god, Sunflower! Come on, come on. That whole oh, sequence. I will say that is also my favorite beginning to a movie. A black boy in his room drawing. And he's singing, but he doesn't know the words. He's messing up the words, literally. Is, he doesn't know every single word. That is the epitome of personality yeah. to me. That's actually that's a real person that we're watching, y'all. Like this is tight. This movie checks all the boxes, this man. Cold, it man. the quality, we already spoke to that. The impact and what it's gonna do for representation, and also the fact that it won an Academy Award for Best, Best animated, animated Feature, film. you know, yep. which nobody expected really. But when it came out, I think everybody was like, Yes, absolutely, it should win. It's still interesting because um, the numbers box office wise still don't match up no they don't but you know i think there's a there's still a stigma towards animated movies that are not pixar right Right. i think there's still a thing right and Mm -hmm. also it came out not gonna lie it came out in a very crowded time it came out very it was a very crowded season december 2018 you had aquaman you had this you had bumblebee you had uh a lot of competition just across the board there were a lot of blockbusters so i think release strategy we see the number two is coming out in april right so Mm -hmm. i think i think it'll perform a lot better i think it's gonna make i think the money that this one should have made it'll make in the second one for sure easy it checks all the boxes man number 10 spider-man into the spider-verse Moving on, the number nine spot. This is a bit of surprise, it I would is. say. It but is, but I, it makes see. it in. 
All right, y'all. It makes it in. Number nine, we have the one and only 2019 film itself, Joker. Just came out. Joker. Everybody just yells and screams at each other. Nobody's civil anymore. Nobody thinks what it's like to be the other guy. You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? To be somebody but themselves, they don't. They think that we'll just sit there and take it like good little boys, that we won't werewolf and go wild. You finished? I mean, there's so much self-pity, Arthur. You sound like you're making excuses for killing those young men. Not everybody, and I'll tell you this, not everyone is awful. Yeah, everybody go like, what? Top 10, it like just it came just out. It just came out. Joker has it's, made this list. Y- y'all see, man. Joker is, is, um, is quite a unique experience in and of itself. Mm-hmm. We haven't really gotten anything like it. The reason that it makes this top 10 is because there's so many reasons, actually. So yeah. we'll, we'll start with what the film represents, right? Mm-hmm. It represents the fact that now a rated R movie has crossed the billion dollar threshold, which has never happened. Never happened. None, nonetheless, it's a comic book movie. Right. Um, and comic book movie, of course, I mean, that's a loose definition for this film because it's so grounded in reality. Yeah, right. Um, but obviously still based on an iconic intellectual property. And, and very loose source material, right? Like there is, yeah, no, there is no, if there is, I haven't read it. There's no Joker Origins comic. Very the closest thing we get is like the killing joke. Yeah. And even the killing joke is like loose material. That it takes like two things from the killing like, joke. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like it does that, obviously from a popularity standpoint, it did the work. And when you have a movie where instantly when people see it and they they point to Joaquin Phoenix as the lead star and they point out his performance and how right. transcendent it is yeah. and the fact that people are already calling for him. We haven't even gotten to the Academy Awards, but people are putting him as a front runner, yeah. as a winner. That's crazy because this has been a great year. There's been a lot of like best actor mm-hmm. potential that's like coming across great. But we may come across a situation where... Two different actors might win an Academy Award for the same role, like the same character in a sense. Like yeah. Heath Ledger already run, won we'll for the Joker, for uh-huh. you know, from The Dark Knight. If Joaquin wins, that's never happened. Like playing the same character, right? Yeah, that's insane. And nobody expected that because everybody is comparing Joaquin to Heath. And mm-hmm. like when it comes out, it's like, oh, wait a second. Not only is he comparable, in my opinion, he is comparable, but it's such a different take. Yeah. It's so radically different than anything we've ever seen that it is, while you're watching it, it's unlike any other comic book movie you've ever experienced because it's it, it, it's truly unlike it. Yeah. It's looking at the Joker as a character from a very realistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. What does mental illness mean? Right. What does isolation from society you know, mean? What, is, what does all of these different things mean to, you know, to somebody who's trying to be a normal person and just live his life and then it turns out to be the worst thing that can happen and it leads him down a really dark path. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, have been... uh, I think what's also important here is the divisiveness of the movie, right? Like, a lot of people kind of don't like that. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, we're trying to um, glorify that what he... justify his actions. That's not it. You know, know, that's not... It's the... It's a character study, like like we talked about, right? And in this character study, we're just watching a story. Exactly. It's not necessarily... People are like, but what argument is the movie trying to make? That's why I don't like it. Well, maybe it's just trying to make an argument 
that this is the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's it. This is how that all of these things can make this person yeah. do these. Again, things, it's a right? comic book character came yeah. to life. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be the most political thing in the world, right? right? These are the circumstances that Todd Phillips, you know what I mean, wrote that led to the things that the Joker does, and that you know what I mean. I'm not necessarily an excuse for anything. Yeah, we know he's a terrible person, but absolutely the divisiveness and that, and how there were cops at the movie theater. I mean. That's just it's insane. Cops at the movie theater, y'all. It's insane to me. Plainly based off what happened in Colorado from The Dark Knight. Yeah, there were this movie comes about and everyone's like, "This is about to be the scariest." I don't know. (laughs) This movie almost reflects reality. Oh yeah, right. Which is a crazy concept, but that's what it's trying to do. It almost reflects like reality and like it's an indictment on how we treat people Mm -hmm. and what happens to you know a person when you treat them like shit and how that takes a toll. Mm -hmm. But the fact that like there was so much controversy around the violence and, right. you know, the depiction of the character that it turned into like, oh yeah, theaters nation, nationwide are going to up their security. Like that in and of itself is a reflection of what the movie is actually talking exactly. about. And that mm-hmm. is a, that's a piece of it. That's like this, this character and this man who ultimately becomes a figurehead for a revolution in a sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And we've never seen a villain story done like this so successfully. Um, oh, we've no. had villain focused material before Suicide Squad, which, you know, is on another list of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I mean, we have more like villain movies coming out, like a Black Adam per se. And in, in a sense, like, you know, Thanos is like leading Infinity War. Like, yeah, that's, that's his, his story, movie, right? Yeah, you know, so movie. we've yeah. seen like villain centric stuff before, mm-hmm. but this takes a completely different approach in the sense that. This man's not a villain in the beginning of the movie. No. He's like a part of just like the downtrodden, forgotten society. Right. And things happen and he becomes that. So the quality of the movie and what it does is incredible to take, you know, a character and like explore that mm-hmm. arc that arc that he goes from beginning to end and then becomes liberated in a sense by the end of the movie. Um, that speaks to the quality of it and I think the impact is it speaks for itself what it's already done, you know. Uh, Todd Phillips directed his butt off. Oh my goodness. The 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 score is crazy. Uh, the score I, tells you how you should feel as well, like, right? Like um, you shouldn't feel confused. I think once I you seen, listen to it. I not only seen Joker cosplay at Comic Con, I seen yeah. Joker cosplay at Anime Fest. Wow, that's a surprise. Jokers yeah. are at the Anime yeah. Con, bro. Wow, um, and it. It's, it's really it, man. Don't forget the steps in the Bronx, how that turned into a whole goddamn... It's probably still a thing. ...national landmark at yeah, this point. Like, those exactly. steps have, have become iconic now. Everybody goes, they dress up in their mm-hmm. cosplay, or they don't, they go take the similar pose, or they're dancing. Like, all that stuff right. has become a part of, like, the cultural conversation when it comes to, like, comic book movies now. Like, mm-hmm. that has permeated culture. That speaks to, you know, how it's done on that on that sense. And I think, again, rewatchability and tenacity and things like that, a movie doesn't make this much money if people don't go back to see it more than right. once, bottom line, right? Exactly. So people want to see it, and people will continue to see it, I think, again and again, especially as we go into award season. I think it's going to have another leg of a run, you know, Easy. going into award season. Yeah. That's why I made it, man, even yes. though it just came out. Yeah, man. It, it does it. It, it really does. And And if you don't believe it now, I really do truly believe in two years or when you see all these rated R DC films or something, you're going to be like... That's what the two black nerds are talking about. It, it makes it, man. Check back. That's Joker. why. That's why it's on this list. Dude. Joker's leading that way, man. Wow. So number nine is Joker. The next spot on this list in the top ten best comic book movies of the decade. Number eight is Deadpool. Mm. Oh, hello. I know, right? Whose balls did I have to fondle to get my very own movie? I can't tell you, but it does rhyme with Pulverine. And let me tell you. 
He's got a nice pair of smooth criminals down under. Anyway, I got places to be, a face to fix, and oh, bad guys to kill. So, oh, wow. So Deadpool <laughs> is also on this list. What do you even say about Deadpool, right? Deadpool makes Joker. Huh. Can you have okay. Joker without Deadpool? Without this Deadpool movie. The, I believe this is mm. Yeah. One of the first most successful comic book R-rated movie. The first most yes. successful. Yeah. Um did incredible. It, it made like 785 million. It did insane. And it came out like Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day weekend, came which out on Valentine's February Day. has historically been a graveyard for movies. Like January and February, yeah. typically they're either a graveyard for movies that just they, studios know they won't do well or like February they'll pop in like a romantic comedy. Now it's the opposite. It's completely it's February it, cracks every year yeah. ever since, I think. Ever since Deadpool. It changed the pace of what that month means yeah. now. This movie is super important, y'all. You get you not only get one of the most important R-rated films of all time, and it's a Marvel movie, right? Yeah. It's it's still under Fox at the time, but right. it's still a Marvel movie. You not only get that, but now you get the person who was born to play the role. Absolutely. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> on the big screen playing yes. this character beyond perfect. And like, he, 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 he tried to get this movie made for at least like, seven or eight years right right mm -hmm. like his own devices was that's what motivated him to make this movie because he believed in the character he believed that there was a market there that that people would be receptive to this mm -hmm. like the mythology around deadpool grew in the time span leading up to it like yeah. the anticipation every year was like is this deadpool movie gonna happen is mm -hmm. it gonna happen is ryan reynolds gonna make it happen mm -hmm. especially how dirty he was done in x-men origins you know wolverine so the <laughs> mythology around the character had just grown to a really incredible level which led to what i consider the greatest marketing campaign for every any movie ever made so good the marketing campaign for this movie was flawless it's so good flawless man. from from the posters that were you know funny and ironic to the billboards to i remember <laughs> before this movie came out mm -hmm. the best shit i've ever seen in my life i went to walmart when i still had access to walmart right. i went to walmart <laughs> and 20th century fox basically took a lot of their classic movies a lot of their classic titles mm -hmm. re-released them on blu-ray with deadpool on the cover oh, it recreated yeah. deadpool so like you had like home alone but deadpool, deadpool was, was on the on cover it, yeah. die hard but deadpool was on the cover was like so planet of the apes but it was deadpool on the cover it was <laughs> like what the hell is going on like and it took over walmart's across the country right like stuff like that the viral videos mm -hmm. him sitting in front of the fireplace like the oh, christmas yeah. stuff like <laughs> <laughs> it was the most ridiculous stuff ever but it was so genius, genius and it just it created a fever pitch around the movie where you had to see what this movie was about and then the quality of it it's funny as hell yeah this movie is tight it is so good it, you're laughing the entire time bro and nonetheless it's a love story too right it is a love story and yeah then, and then uh the, all the characters make sense you got uh what's his name tj miller is yeah tj miller yeah tj miller, yep. miller's funny and then yeah. you get uh what's what's the the grandma's name oh my goodness she is ridiculous she's like, like she's so over the top bro like oh she said something about some cocaine yeah she, oh it, my god it's the dirtiest most vile just inappropriate movie it's everything deadpool in the comics was yes and they find a way to bring it back to life yeah they find a way to make fun 
of everything that Ryan Reynolds used to be in Green Lantern. Right. They find a way to make fun of Fox, right? There's like yeah. a part in the movie yeah. where like uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus <laughs> opened the door and he was yeah. like, oh, what? He couldn't afford any of the other X-Men. <laughs> and it was just, it's yeah. just good. It's the most meta superhero movie ever. And good. it gives the confidence to other studios and other filmmakers to say, not only do rated R comic book movies actually work. Yeah. We had gotten rated R comic book movies before this, but none of right. them hit like this one. None of them hit like this. This proved that it could work like you mentioned possibly paving the way for joker and also we're gonna inevitably see that ryan reynolds is pretty much impervious to any sort of studio contract deal because deadpool with ryan reynolds is gonna end up with marvel studios and the mcu and it has to it's gonna happen right like it doesn't matter that it was made by fox it doesn't matter that a universe is connected or not like all of that stuff is irrelevant because that's how much this movie and ryan reynolds permeated the culture it's gonna last and then they're gonna make fun of it oh 100% (laughs) you have to make fun of it right you have to make fun of it Fox Disney merger what is that like you're gonna get so many jokes about that right it's gonna be great can't wait Deadpool is our number eight number seven on this list All right, y'all it's this low bro hold on (laughs) it's really this low hold on hold on with us again y'all hold on to the to the table anything you can find right now (laughs) what's number seven man number seven y'all it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yes, it is. Already. Already. <laughs> For many reasons. Avengers Endgame. Wow. I'm going to let that sit for a second. You lost friends. You lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. Today we have a chance to take it all back. You know your teams. You know your missions. Get the stones. Get them back. One round trip each. No mistakes. No do-overs. Most of us are going somewhere we know. That doesn't mean we should know what to expect. Be careful. Look out for each other. This is the fight of our lives. And we're going to win. Whatever it takes. Good luck. How are we gonna dig ourselves out this hole? People are like seven. Number seven? Jesus. Seven? Seven. Ooh. Like, really? I Okay. Well, let's let's talk about this, right? So I here so here's the reason it's not higher. Right. And we we've we've had a really long conversation about this. Like, believe it or not, y'all, we had a really long this was actually super tough, mm-hmm. right? The reason that it's number seven, um, and that other movies are higher. Is because Avengers Endgame is a phenomenal movie watching experience. It's probably the greatest I felt within a movie theater. Oh, ever. It was pure euphoria. All the nerds in there. Oh my god. We were all together, united. <laughs> if I we were united, yeah, it was it like was, this is a moment. This look, is our moment. We've been waiting moment. ten years for this. Yeah. If I could put that experience in a bottle and just relive it every day for the oh, rest of my man. life, I would. I'll give I give my left leg for it right like it was the best experience i've ever had in a movie theater like i've never felt what i felt like the pure emotion how overwhelming it was just the elation and like i mentioned euphoria of that moment to finally see everything culminate with just literally the biggest movie of all time at this point Mm -hmm. all that said we can speak to the quality of the movie date you know every day we can talk about the impact like all those things i think go without saying the reason that it's just not higher is because you don't get in-game without the work that's done before. The right. 20, 21 movies right. that precede in-game, which it's not 
the movie's fault. That's the that's the point. The that's the point of, of the movie. That's the nature y'all. of it, right? Yeah. But that can only take you so far when you're mm-hmm. looking at the top ten best of the decade, right? When right. you break down the criteria that we set forth, like it's an incredible experience. It's an incredible movie. It, it is one of the greatest movies of all time. I will stand by that. It's one of the best pieces of blockbuster entertainment we've ever had. But it doesn't work without 21 movies before it. Yeah. It doesn't work, right? Like, if you watched this on its own and you had no experience with the MCU, you wouldn't have anywhere near the amount of emotions yeah, that you, you would by following the these characters. You wouldn't. You know, mm-hmm. that's just the bottom line about it. Yeah. Um, and and a, lot yeah. of the, a lot of the entries on that's above it on this list, you know, we talk about our criteria, the impact of those movies are just there more. Absolutely. Like, 100%. Yeah. I would I would call Endgame not necessarily too impactful, but it is a milestone. Right. Like, yeah, be, not, yeah, that's what I would say. That's a, that's a great way to put it because I don't know if there's really impact to Endgame beyond, like, obviously the ridiculous box office run that it had, but, mm-hmm. like, when you talk about the cultural implications right. of it, like, it's such a it's it's such a series finale. There's oh, so yeah. much finality to mm-hmm. it. You're not really you're not really paving the way for anything else after right. because it is a conclusion. Exactly. And the nature of that, like you like you've already pointed out, I think prevents it from being higher. Yeah. Right. And yeah, we, so we talked about this. Man, I, I think this is the peak, right? Yeah, absolutely. Which is also part of the reason it has to be on the list, right? Like yeah. it is the peak, but that's also the reason maybe it can't be higher. Yeah. It's because it is indeed the peak. Like yeah. I I, I Part of me still believes that, say, Endgame doesn't happen, you're still getting everything that Marvel's about to do from here on out. Totally. Like, yeah, it can, yeah. it can still work. It yeah. can, everything else can still work. Yeah. But it, again, it's just such an important milestone. Yeah. But now that we've explained ourselves, so hopefully nobody kills us. I know. Don't be mad at me. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't be mad at me. This movie. Jesus Christ. There are so many things to love about it. You talk about the portal sequence, bone chilling every single time. I don't, I'm not sure you can make a better scene at this point. <laughs> No, <laughs> hell no. There, who, who, who? I don't know. Who can you, make a better scene I, than yeah, that? I don't, yeah, I don't know what you can do. Anymore. When, when you're sitting in the movies and you hear "On Your Left," dude, I, I the circle open. I, I damn near got out of my seat. Y'all, when that portal open, <laughs> I'm still. Oh my goodness! I damn near got out of my seat when that moment happened, and then everything else from out. And, and you know, that's also a thing. Like such, such. Um, such weight of the movie is placed on that final battle, yeah. that third act, that final hour, um, which is the some of the finest hour of uh, cinema I've ever seen in my life. Ever, ever right? Yeah, you know, easy. from from the beginning to end. But um, a lot of work had to be done to get there. Right. A lot of character building, a lot mm-hmm. of um, really, you know, heavy emotional moments, you know, yeah. that had to happen to proceed it. Um, but there's so much to love about Endgame. Endgame is, um, it's truly the culmination of, of everything that they built for eleven years at that point, I don't, I don't know if you can have a better ending in any from any franchise. I don't know if you can have a better ending. I don't think you can, man. It's never been anything like. In it, fact, man. it's the hardest part of almost any franchise is the ending. Yeah, I, any movie. <laughs> a yeah. lot of times, the ending is the part where people struggle. Right, and they did it, man. They did it. They did it ridiculously well. Ridiculously wow. well, and. It, you broke records. Oh, yeah. This is the highest grossing movie of all time. It's the biggest movie ever. 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 Ever, ever. Ever. Like, it broke every record conceivable <laughs> because everybody had to see this movie. Everybody like, had to it, see it, It's man. purely, it's going to hold that record for quite a while. I don't I don't see a movie breaking that record. I mean, who knows what comes next to maybe, you know, take it off that, that mountaintop. Right. We don't know. But that's why Avengers Endgame, it does make this list. It is one of the best comic book movies of the decade. It comes in at number seven. Number six. 
on this list, Captain America the Winter Soldier. What a beast. Where is it? Safe. Do better. Where did you get it? Why would I tell you? Fury gave it to you. Why? What's on it? I don't know. Stop lying. I only act like I know everything, Rogers. I bet you knew Fury hired the pirates, didn't you? Well, it makes sense. The ship was dirty. Fury needed a way in. So do you. I'm not going to ask you again. I know who killed Fury. Most of the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. So Captain America, the Winter Soldier, when the MCU was starting to really get in full swing, the Avengers had already happened. That yeah. was such a huge epic moment, obviously. It changed the course of what the MCU currently is, right? It really set the pace. But Captain America Civil War comes along, and it changes the MCU to take it on a course that I believe that they're still following in the sense that, yes, this is a comic book movie about a superhero but we're actually going to employ another genre to tell this story. So yes, it's a comic book movie, but we're actually going to make this a political thriller mm. and really use inspirations from the 70s, yeah. from from you know from 70s political thrillers to really tell this story. Mm-hmm. And when this movie came out and I saw it, I was like, whoa. Never did I think I would ever buy a Captain America movie and be happy with it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the first one was fine yeah, when I saw Avengers it. the first one was just like, okay. It was like, cool. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, that's all right. fine. But this was like, wait a second. I'm actually, I'm Team Cap. Like, uh, no, this yeah. is it, right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I never thought I would feel that. And, like, what mm-hmm. they did from, like, the character development to the sense of, like, paranoia that existed throughout the movie to the whole idea of, like, who's in power and who controls like the power of the world, you know, in terms of like how superheroes exist in society and who makes the decisions, you know, who are you, are you going to be preventative towards threats or are you just going to react to them? Like all of these questions, which we hadn't really explored before were introduced in this movie. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is when you talk about winter soldier, like, and you look at anybody who talks about like their favorite MCU movies or favorite comic book movies, it's coming in at the top of most people's list. Like I all see the time. It all the time. Everywhere. What's, what's your favorite MCU movie? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. It actually happens so often. It's kind of crazy to see. And it's still happening like so much further. Like so many movies have come out since. Yeah. Like your people, that's still their favorite. Yeah, still their favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that just that speaks to like how good the movie is. And like, again, we talk about Cap, like what the Russos and Marcus and McFeely did with the character, like you take a character that traditionally has been viewed as like a boy scout. Yeah. Like goody two shoes. No, like comic cap is super corny. Yeah. Like moral compass <laughs> is straighter yeah. than straight. Mm-hmm. And you give complexity to him and uncertainty. Right. And weariness mm-hmm. and just all of that stuff. And then you, you know, you introduce like the plot twist of like how Bucky's introduced into right. the movie as mm-hmm. being the winter soldier. This is, this is easily the best, Scarlett Johansson Black Widow performance still to this day. Oh yeah, I would say easy. Yeah, like I yeah. love what she did in Endgame, but I still think this is her best performance. Yeah, this is her best performance. Um, I mean, and, and the implications that it had for the MCU at large—it mm-hmm. destroyed Shield, which up until that point had been a major mainstay and connected piece for all the movies. Falcon and Falcon is introduced, which Falcon, man, they made that work. He was like, they, they beasted with Falcon. Yeah, they actually kinda. really made. I, I didn't expect for them to make that work because Falcon is not that well known of a character, but yeah. it works really well, and you buy the relationship between Anthony Mackie and Chris Evans, yeah, like he, even exchange where he's like. I never said I was a pilot. And then, <laughs> right, yeah. And then you're like, and he was like, nigga, what are you? Yeah, like, like what, what are you trying to say? So, yeah, it, I mean, The Winter Soldier, this was the first movie that I saw in theaters three times. 
Yeah. I was like, that's how good it was. Yeah, y'all. Um, I've kind of gone crazy since like I saw mm-hmm. Endgame nine times. But <laughs> you know, anyway, like I had to go see this movie over and over because I couldn't mm-hmm. believe what I was seeing. Like everything about it, the, and the, the the grounded practical action too. We can't. Action I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. The whole highway scene. I'm still stuck. That's still one of my favorite <laughs> scenes. Like the highway sequence. I'm still stuck on that scene, y'all. That is they still one of my favorite killed sequences that ever. Whole thing. Oh my god, the fight scene between Bucky and Cap. Like yeah, I'm trying to think of like another <sighs> solo movie where I like a fight scene better. Nah, bro. I don't think it's there. Nah, not bro. It's not in any Iron Man and it's not in any Thor, bro. Nah. I think Winter Soldier definitely takes the cake. That is like, that is like the cream of the crop when you oh, talk about man. like practical action and how well yeah, bro. done it was. They, they did that. They freaking spy movie in the middle of the MCU. Absolutely, <laughs> right? And this, I think this is one of... This is kind of one of the few remaining MCU movies that I would still watch on its own, and I don't feel like I have to watch anything else after. Yeah, nothing after, nothing before. Yeah, like I, I can pop this in and mm-hmm. enjoy it with from the beginning, middle, and its end, and I don't feel like I have to watch a series. Like sometimes when I watch like Avengers one, I feel like oh, I got to keep watching the Avengers, mm-hmm. or I'm not just gonna watch like Iron Man two by itself. Right. Like you know, so mm-hmm. this is one of the few where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just pop in Winter Soldier and Easy. watch it. So yeah, for sure. That's why it's number six on our list, man. Captain America, the Winter, so- Winter Soldier. Moving on. Number five, y'all. This movie's a beast. Ooh. Literally. <laughs> the <laughs> next you, movie there you go. is Logan. Ooh. Number five on our list is Logan. I am fucked up, and I cannot get you there. It is a two-day drive, and I am not taking you. Don't fucking hit me. Don't hit me. Jonah, Gideon, Stop Rebecca, Delilah, Rictor, right Jonah, Gideon, Stop it. Rebecca, Stop. Delilah, Rictor, Jonah, Fine. Gideon. Fine. 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 It made me just feel something different. Yeah. Like, by the end of the film, it had wrapped up enough to make you make you f- feel the... It, everyone had very strong emotions in the theater. Like, it gets quiet. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is like, what is going on? It's, it's super sad. This movie ends in era. It really does. We talked yeah. about earlier how Days of Future Past kind of ends in era, but this almost quite literally puts a stake in it. Oh, man. Um, in, in the era known as the X-Men. Yeah. And just wow, man. Just, it's, it's so well done. Like, you know, okay, so again, we talk about what the Winter Soldier did for infusing another film genre to tell the story. You yeah. know, this is not simply a comic book movie. This is a movie mm-hmm. that's about a comic book character. Yeah. However, it still operates and exists within multiple other film genres. Yeah. And Logan is a Western. It's a, yeah. you know, sort of a redemption story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while of course still being about a comic book character, being about Wolverine, who Hugh Jackman has played this role up until this point. It was 17 years. Nobody has portrayed uh, a comic book character to this day. longer than Hugh Jackman, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. when you say put a stake on it, it absolutely does. Even more than Days of Future Past, this is the end of the X-Men Fox era for me. Yeah. This is the final movie where I'm like, that's it. It puts a stake in it um, in the best way possible. It gives... I mean, barring Tony Stark in Endgame, you know, um, which you can debate that, it gives the best send-off to a character I've ever seen. Right. You know, no, and sure. he deserved it by this point. Hugh Jackman 
it was literally the anchor for that franchise for mm-hmm. all 17 years. He was the leader. He's the reason that they were as successful as they were. And you knew that if you saw Wolverine, at least, even if the movie wasn't great, you knew you were going to enjoy Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And then when this movie comes out, just everything it was able to do and Ooh. how mature it was. Mature? Nails it. The first five minutes, y'all. <laughs> Wolverine is putting his claws through people's heads. Oh, yeah. It makes no mistake about what it is in the opening the scene. The first five minutes, they tell you what this movie is going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And from there on out, I am... I'm ready. Yeah. And I already know this is about to be one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Literally, yeah. the first five minutes. I felt it. Because when you, it's like they took the hinges off, right? It's like they, they just let loose. Like yeah. Deadpool happened, right? Deadpool was probably another, another blueprint, probably for Logan. They were like, already content works. Mm-hmm. And what better character to go this direction than Logan? Um, the old man Logan comics had been out, right? Yeah. And they were just like, let's do this thing. And yeah. they did it. They got Patrick Stewart, <sighs> who is, just man. he kills this by the way in this all the time film. Man. he just he did such a great job in this film yeah and yeah. they they bring logan and daphne king into the oh, into the mix daphne king was born for this role born for this to play role. i mean essentially x23 like what she did in the movie and the chemistry she has with hugh jackman yeah. is so authentic and real and um it was just it was a lot of joy to watch that develop mm-hmm. between them and the love that developed between them. Yeah. Um, but then also a lot of pain too, because yeah. she was born out of a very painful situation and circumstances. Mm-hmm. And by this point, as we catch up to, you know, Charles and Logan in the movie, they're in a very painful predicament. Mm-hmm. Like things are not as they were. Like uh, this professor, is professor X is killed. Oh man. Yeah. On accident. And it's gruesome and it's S- violent. Most of the X-Men yeah, are gone. And this is the darkness that I I wish more movie makers would understand is yeah. okay, specifically in superhero content. Give us the both, right? Yeah. Like, this is something that I'm... This is one of those films that I'm actually worried that it's under Disney. Like, mm-hmm. like will we ever get anything ever like this again now that this property is over here? You know what I mean? Like, right. they, they, they did this thing, dude. Yeah. And the again the the emotion that you're able to feel once you see once they dig um logan's grave right mm-hmm. and you see them turn that that cross stake and turn it over into an x instant tears do you know how <laughs> instant tears how, for me I ain't how much the you. theater was sniffling because we had all been there from the beginning we were all there since x1 bro everyone was there since x1 when we see uh logan in canada yep. in the snow we had all been there since the beginning dog and to to see that happen on this screen, it was it was ins- it was one of, it was one of the greatest experiences, man. It was Absolutely. great. Absolutely, it was amazing. It's truly the unforgiven of the comic book movie genre, the end of an era. Yeah, you know, in all mm-hmm. senses of the word, and that's why no Logan, you know, makes it into our number five on this list. Top five, top five, top five. <sighs> it's getting sticky, man. It's getting sticky. Number four on the top ten best comic book movies of the decade is Guardians of the Galaxy. You call that figured it out? We're gonna rob the guys who just beat us senseless. Oh, you wanna talk about senseless? How about trying to save us by blowing us up? We were only gonna blow you up if they didn't turn you over. And how on earth were they gonna turn us over when you only gave them a count of five? We didn't have time to work out the minutia of the plan. This is what we get for acting altruistically. I'm Groot. They are ungrateful. What's important now is we get the Ravager's army to help us save Xandar. So we can give the stone to Yandu, who's just gonna sell it to somebody even worse? We'll figure that part out later. We have to stop Ronin. How? I have a plan. 
Yes, indeed. Yes, y'all. Guardians of the Galaxy is not only a top 10 best comic book movie of the decade. This, for me, is one of my favorite movies ever. Yes. Same. One of my favorite movies ever. This movie, no one saw coming. Nobody expected this movie to hit like it did. When they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, especially after the success of the Avengers, when you're just expecting them to not only do the sequels for like Iron Man and Cap and Thor, but you're thinking like, oh, we're going to get some more well-known characters. Like We're going to get some like really prominent Mm -hmm. Marvel characters. Mm -hmm. Marvel's like, yeah, we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy. And everybody's like, who? Everyone's like, huh? Huh? Who? Who was that? Guardians what? And then the casting tar- starts to take shape. And I'm like, this is interesting. Like, We got Zoe Saldana mm-hmm. and Batista and Glenn Close and John C. Riley, And like, I'm like, okay, this is an interesting cast. And then this movie comes out August of 2014. And uh, I still contend... Actually, it's kind of hard because 2014 and 2018 are just like on a different level. We'll talk about that. But 2014 is a very revolutionary year for comic book movies. Um, When this movie comes out, it does so well Mm -hmm. and it's so impactful and it made such a mark on comic book movies that it gave Marvel enough confidence to announce their full slate of phase three films directly after this comes out. Yeah. And that's not really, you know, the thing to hang my hat on. It's the, it's the, the essence that they started rolling out movies that most of us never thought we would really see. Right. They got the confidence to introduce new characters Mm -hmm. and to give them solo movies that if it wasn't for guardians of the galaxy doing so well and being such obscure characters, we probably would not have seen black Panther. We might not have seen captain Marvel. We might not have gotten that doctor strange movie. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like they finally had the confidence to say like, wow, people connect with, a Groot and a raccoon. Yeah, they're like, we can do this thing. We can actually do this and go crazy with it and lean a hundred percent into pure sci-fi fantasy comic book elements. And like the best part about this movie, in my eyes, is the relationship between the main characters, between yeah. the guardians. Like mm-hmm. by the end of it, you believe that this is a family now. It it was really the the first honest true family that we really get in the mcu yeah these people didn't know each other and now they're just i don't think they have their own problems and they all come from some crazy fucked up background oh man (laughs) all got their own baggage right like and they're not traditional heroes right you know close to traditional heroes a lot of them are criminals yeah Yeah. all of them are criminals i think actually pretty much (laughs) they're all criminals they all get arrested you know at a certain point in the movie right and Mm -hmm. like you just knew going into this movie that you were watching unlike anything you've ever seen in the literally the opening minutes of the movie yeah. when you see Peter Quill, young Peter Quill get space beamed up, you know, taken off of space and then it fast forwards like, you know, 30 something years later mm-hmm. and you see him as a grown man and he goes into that temple looking for the orb yep. and you just hear that song kick on. You hear <laughs> the fucking music blast and you like, what is happening? He like, starts dancing. silly as hell. It's just like, okay, this is what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. This is what we're doing. Right. And everything about it, man, it's just such a it's such a beautiful movie that does talk about family and, you know, being taken from your home and identity, not mm-hmm. knowing, you know, what happened to, you know, your father, like right. what that means for you. And then also, you know, finding finding love and support in the most unexpected places. Like you mentioned, these were all criminals. They didn't know each other. They were not looking for, you know, a family, but they all come together by the end to to, to face a greater threat. And yeah. it's uh it's just so well done, man. Man, the the beauty of the movie by itself, like without the cinematography and oh, color grading of 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Goes do we do we even get Thor Ragnarok's Probably and not. Doctor Strange movies? Like Probably not. This movie, even in, even even in Infinity War, that even that goes that goes super fucking galactic, exactly. right? And yeah, it, it was such a leap of faith, yeah. right? Like they knew pe- a lot of people didn't know who the Guardians were, but yeah. they were able to introduce us to these characters in such a way that we we now hold them dear near and dear to our hearts. Dude. Yeah. like you can't you can't tell me you can't walk up to somebody and say I'm Groot. They don't know what you're talking about. Like oh, no. they know exactly what you're talking about now. That's a part of the culture. That now, is you know? crazy. That is a Everyone thing. knows how cute baby Groot is yep. now. Like, <laughs> yep. it's just a thing. And it's like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much so that, you know, when the whole situation with James Gunn happened at Disney and the, the idea and the fact at that time was that he was not going to direct the third Guardians. Yeah. There was like nobody was having it. It nope. was like, no, nah, no, there's no way you're making a Guardians nope. movie without mm-hmm. James, Especially Gunn, the cast. you know, who brought this up, you know, and brought this to life and really put a lot of his own style and flavor into it. Mm-hmm. You talk about the cinematography, the fact that. All of this movie, barring the first scene, takes place in space. Right. Um, you know, just the, the the style and the colors, and it's a pure space opera, right? Like yeah. it, it just goes completely in that direction. It's it, it's and it's unapologetic about it, right? Like right. we don't get a lot of this stuff if it wasn't for Guardians. In fact, we don't get Guardians. Of course, we don't get Guardians two. Of course, we don't get Guardians three. But we don't even get this new Suicide Squad that's about to come out if it wasn't for this Guardians movie. We right? don't even get the first Suicide Squad if you if you if you really want to talk about it. I feel like DC when they made that first Suicide Squad movie, they were like, oh, let's take a you know a, a team of misfits yeah. who traditionally wouldn't work together. Exactly. Let's make it real wacky and crazy. Let's throw in some amazing music right like and it's not that easy like obviously there's much mm-hmm. more to it than that right but guardians is it's a trailblazing yeah comic book movie in my it, eyes it really it is. really changed stuff for not only marvel studios and the mcu but for the genre at large so that's why it's our number four man yep so we got to move on we're getting to this top three right Ooh, now shoot all right y'all number three number three number three i think you like the top three i do I if you're so. if you're mad at us about the rest of the list i think you'll be okay about top three hopefully yeah all right y'all. i hope so number three on our list of top 10 uh, comic book movies of the decade we have none other than t'challa himself black penta the one and only only reason i don't kill you where you stand is because i know who you are now what do you want I want the throne. <laughs> hey, you, the tuna. <laughs> Y'all sitting up here comfortable. Must feel good. It's about two billion people all over the world that looks like us, but their lives are a lot harder. Wakanda has the tools to liberate them all. And what tools are those? Vibranium. Your weapons. Our weapons will not be used to wage war on the world. It is not our way to be judge, jury, and executioner for people who are not our own. Not your own. But didn't life start right here on this continent? So ain't all people your people? I am not king of all people. I am king of Wakanda. The one and only Black Panther, y'all. February 2018. What wow. A time. What a time that was. If I could go back in time right now to February 2018. I don't even think y'all understand what this movie meant to me, y'all. Like, imagine this little kid in middle school who's reading comic books and nobody else really reads comic books. And you're just like looking through stuff, right? And the internet exists and you find, you finally fly, find a black 
Marvel superhero. And a lot of people haven't told you about him. Nobody really talks about him. All you all you know is the Batmans and Spider-Mans. And you come across Black Panther. This black king. <laughs> this black king from a country who, that had never been colonized. Which a lot of people don't even know exists. That is the wealthiest nation in, <laughs> in the world. Oh my god. And almost intergalactically. Yeah. That... Just what? Do you hear that? And then you tell me here in 2018 that they're making, they're coming out with a movie? Yeah. That the comic I've read, I've been reading ever since middle school is coming to life? Like they actually did it. They actually actually did it, it, man. I can't remember how many times I was like, man, I mean, Dark Knight is one of my favorite movies ever, right? But I was like, just deep down, like, man, what if they made a Black Panther movie? Yeah. And I just kept saying it in the back of my head. I I love Spider-Man, huge Spider-Man fan. But what if Black Panther came out? And they finally do this, man. And it not only means, you know, the world to me, right? It means the world to the African diaspora. Right. Like, this is a game changer. Ryan Coogler comes through. To <laughs> uh, Ryan Coogler. Ryan coming, Coogler. Coming from his first movie being Fruitville, Fruitville Station, Station. To then directing Creed, you know, to then coming to this, his third movie. Oh, man. Um, is just a marvel in and of itself that he took this project and everything about it worked yeah um black panther the movie is a revolution in and of itself it really is it is it is it is the the archetype for taking the experiences of you know a group of marginalized people um subverting that and turning it on its head so that we are now perceived and portrayed as the most advanced and wealthy group of people in the in the world and celebrating identity culture um influence style Mm -hmm. technology intelligence Mm -hmm. economics i mean just literally everything that you can think of lives and breathes within wakanda and within this world Mm -hmm. and that's why everybody in the world wanted to see this movie. Everybody in the world, y'all. Like you're not only you're not only like creating like this representation for little black girls, right? You're even showing everybody the brilliance to the core of what even black people really are. That is just culturally this I can't even think of anything else that had such an impact. I seen black schools being you know what i mean taking field trips to go see black panther i mean there were hundreds of schools that were sponsoring trips so like we're gonna pay we're gonna pay for you know every little child in the school to go see black panther we're gonna rent out this theater it's gonna get sponsored even the actors in the movie were doing they were sponsoring their own trips they were like Mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna pay for it ourselves and we're gonna take schools and 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 and, you know all these different communities different boys and girls clubs Mm -hmm. and that went internationally too that was happening in in different countries in in africa as well they were doing these sponsored trips I've never seen anything like it ever it's, in my life. I've dude. never seen people for a movie, for a, for a movie, like a rise up and say like, no, this is something we're going to own and we're going to celebrate. Because yeah, this isn't like Blade, right? Where it's like, I mean, he's black, but like, what does Blade really mean for the culture? Like, he's exactly. A, he's, he's, he's cool. He's, he's hella dope, right? Don't get me wrong. Like, Blade, I love Blade. But he's a vampire hunter. But he's a vampire hunter. Yeah. He is not an African king that lives in the middle <laughs> of the richest of the richest country <laughs> yeah. that has never been colonized in Africa. Yeah. That just, what? Yeah. This movie could not have been made 
at any other time than no, the time that it was made. It was. It's, this is a perfect storm. It's beyond perfect. Yeah. And it, it, like you said, it's the blueprint. Like we're about to get things we've probably never seen because of this movie. Like again, this was a this was the the culture buster for definitely Marvel, right? Like absolutely. That, now they were like, okay, Black Panther has happened. We can put out Captain Marvel now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Right, now they're about to be like, you know, we can put out other, all these other movies now. We can put out Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. We can introduce, you know, I mean, all these other forms of representation on the big screen. But this this really started a revolution, dude. I yeah. mean, you mentioned how it bust down culture for Marvel. It did it for Hollywood. It's yeah. the first comic book movie to ever be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Ever. First time ever that's it, happened. Uh, one costume. It won costume. It won score. One score. Uh, which and Lou one Wig, of, Lou Wig, Lou Wig. Oh my God. Goodness. That boy is crazy. It, Kendrick Lamar, the Black Panther. The soundtrack album. The, the album, yeah. That that whole experience, like, come on. The man. fact that we got that music a week before the movie came out too, so we had time to digest it come and go on, into the movie man. and like become familiar with the songs and what it did after yeah. the music videos, everything. I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie where literally every department was on the same page. Yeah. Everybody was mm-hmm. on the same fucking page Everybody. to make this movie work. And you can't fathom how difficult that is when you have thousands of people working on one movie. Right. Between actors and CGI artists and set designers and costume designers and makeup artists and sound and sound engineers and, and production assistants and all of these different, many different teams that all have to coalesce and come together to create an experience. It just felt like everybody was on the same exact page mm-hmm. and everything about it elevated to just a higher level that we just we haven't seen and it also it's a testament because marvel and disney believed in the movie Mm -hmm. right like traditionally they've gone by this 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 method of okay we're we're planning to do a character the idea is to do three movies for a character we're gonna be conservative with our budget for the first two movies and then for the third movie we'll go big but they couldn't do that with black panther oh, no. if they wanted to do it right this they had wakanda. to go all in and do this whole thing correctly yeah, it's wakanda. it was the first solo movie out the gate to get a 200 million dollar budget mm-hmm. what black movie you know ever got 200 million dollars doesn't, doesn't movie? exist it doesn't exist it doesn't happen right but when you give us the resources and the opportunity opportunities to make it excellent this is what happens this is the result that you get and it results in a cultural phenomenon it made 1.3 billion dollars at the box office it's the highest grossing solo superhero movie ever made and it just did everything it reinvented what this all means for us and what this can look like going forward i mean this is also just one of my favorite movies ever just there's just so much in it right there's think about Think about how many people you can walk up to now and say, hey, auntie, and they know what you're talking about. Exactly like, you know what I mean? On. It's silly, you know what I mean? But they know what you're talking Like, this, everyone has seen this movie. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has seen this movie. It and checks all those boxes, man. It checks people, all the boxes. People rewatch it all the time. I get on social, people rewatch Black Panther. I can watch it right now. I can watch Black Panther right now. <laughs> I can watch it right now. We've obviously pointed out the cultural implications and the impact of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, come on, the quality, yes. Like, yep. there, it is there, yep. right? I've seen this one five times in theaters. But. Oh, man. Well, 
what I did. I had to. I couldn't help it, bro. You're not the only one. I was waiting for this movie. You're not the only one. So many people saw this movie. People that never go to the movies were were seeing it two, three, four, five times. Like people who hadn't been to the movies, like grandparents who hadn't been in decades, in like 30, 40 years. They like I haven't seen a movie since the 70s in theaters, and like they showed up for this. But they were like a black superhero. Exactly. In a movie. In a movie. And it's their movie. We're going. We're gonna be there. So that's what happened, man. Black Panther is a moment it'll never be forgotten that is why it is number three in our top 10 best comic book movies of the decade list coming in at number two oh how did we get here <laughs> this is tough this, this is one and two. Oh one my and God. two are hard number two marvel's the avengers the original yeah the first the first the one and only 2012 2012 what a time where everything changed everything and nothing's been the same ever since what's the story upstairs the power surrounding the cube is impenetrable thor's right we got to deal with these guys how do we do this as a team i have unfinished business with loki yeah we'll get in line save it loki's gonna keep this fight focused on us and that's what we need without him these things could run wild we got stark up top he's gonna need us to So, this all seems horrible. I've seen worse. Sorry. No, we could use a little worse. Stark, we got him. Banner? Just like you said. Then tell him to suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I, I don't see how that's a party. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. When the Avengers came out in May of 2012, nobody thought it was possible to do what they did. Nobody thought we can get solo superhero movies, comic book movies, exploring individual characters and then after exploring each of those characters for you know x amount of years we can bring them together in one movie Mm -hmm. and it works and it works extremely well and it resonates so well that it became a huge phenomenon when it released it was you know for the longest it was the third highest grossing movie you know for for the longest like right after titanic and avatar like that's how big big it was when it came out Mm -hmm. and like you saw what was possible. You saw, wow, Iron Man can meet Thor. You know, Thor can meet Captain America. The Hulk can work, right? Like right. all of these different <laughs> things like that we right. didn't think possible, that they laid the groundwork for this movie for no less than six or seven years with all the different solo superhero movies that come before it. And then it comes out, and it just it's such a great movie because you not only buy into the characters because we already knew them but you buy into the relationship dynamic that they all have with each other right we we talked about the chemistry between the characters and guardians of the galaxy this set the stage for that this was the blueprint for how do you create a dynamic with so many type a personalities who can Mm -hmm. all lead their own individual franchises Mm -hmm. how is captain america gonna bounce off tony stark you know how is thor gonna interact with bruce banner and the hulk like Mm -hmm. what is that gonna look like and we've never seen that before we hadn't had 
team up superhero movies before. That was that wasn't a thing. This literally created in my eyes Marvel's The Avengers created an industry. It this is. movie created an industry. This movie is. is the reason why YouTube culture, comic book nerd culture is so popular for what it is because it laid the groundwork for all of these different YouTube channels and podcasts and things like that to create these these comic book or nerd centric shows. Right possibly even like ours, uh-huh. to talk about this content because people finally believed that everybody wanted to see this stuff. Yeah. It made such an impact. It was so excellent, and it was so widely regarded as just an achievement in filmmaking that it literally just paved the way for everything we've seen come after. Man, think about... Just think about... All right, I'm going back to comic book nerds here. Think about people who have been... Comic book nerds specifically who have been watching movies since, of course, that's older than us, right? Like, think about people who've been reading comics like 1980s. And they're like, okay, we got some, you know, some Spider Man here and there. We got some Superman here and there. But then, okay, we got Iron Man 08. And then, yep. but the eyes perk up a little bit, right? And they're like, that Iron Man movie was actually pretty good. It's actually really good, right? Yeah. And then, and then Captain America comes out and Thor comes out. And they're like, okay, those are cool. Yeah. Those are cool. And then the Avengers come out. And there's finally this moment <laughs> that they had always been waiting for yeah. to come. Because you, you get it all the time in comics. Like, there's there's adventure comics, of course, right? That's how they work, uh, right? This yeah. is exactly how they work. Yeah. Like, you got your, your Civil War comic, or, you know, storylines, Annihilation, yeah. Secret Wars. You got all these storylines, right? And finally, on the big screen, you it's it really, it finally happens where you finally get this thing of what it really means to be a comic book. Yeah. The ability to move your character from one comic to the next comic. And team-ups are team-ups were a huge phenomenon in comic books. Yeah. Like people are like Thor and Captain America together. Yeah. <laughs> like like it what does that look like? People's minds. Yep. And here we are again in the cinematic universe blowing people's minds with this film. It really it changed everything. Like you said, it it really is the blueprint for everything in the future. This movie is part of the reason why Civil War isn't on our top 10. Yeah. Because Civil War wouldn't exist. I always call Civil War Avengers like 2.5. Like, yeah, 100%. Because what it is. Yeah, it and, wouldn't exist. Like, I mean, none of these, no, like, no real superhero team up property that exists now would really exist without the Avengers. Like those, those properties are more popular now than the individual Mm -hmm. properties just because of the nature of them. Like we've seen obviously subsequent Avengers movies come out. We've had a civil war happen. We've had a guardians of the, of the galaxy happen. We have eternals happening. We have suicide squad. We have everything that the CW universe is doing with DC, you know, with like their crossovers that they do every year, Mm -hmm. like crisis on infinite earths and all of these different things. Like the whole concept of bringing together a legion of heroes um, to to culminate yeah. in an epic, sweeping crossover of event, which this movie wholeheartedly was at the time. It was an event, and it was nothing like it. I'll never forget opening night going to see it. Um, I've seen all Marvel movies on opening night, so Thursday night, right? And I missed one. It's always well, which one was that? I missed, I missed uh, the Dark World. Oh, that we we can exactly we, we we can accept that one. That's yeah. No, we don't talk about Dark World, but I'll, I'll never forget going on open tonight when the Avengers came out, and I didn't expect this because like we didn't buy tickets in advance or anything, so yeah. we just popped up to the theater just to Which see what you was could available. Do back then, right? It wasn't that popular. Couldn't yet. do that no more. They can't do that we, no more. Yeah, no. Nah, in game was a fucking massacre. Look. Um, my pockets and online, it was not sweet <laughs> at all. But we showed up to the theater, pulled up to get our tickets, and I'll never forget. Literally, 
going into the kiosk and, you know, seeing the cashier. Mm-hmm. And I looked up at the screen where they show the show times, right? And literally every single theater had Avengers playing. Every single one. No other movie was playing that Wild, night. Wild, And it had at least, I think that theater had at least 12 or 13 screens. Yeah. And no other theater was playing any other movie. Man. And I, I, I had never seen anything like that. I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah. that was how crazy it was. And, like, people were buying their tickets. And, like, you didn't know what theater to go to because mm-hmm. it was just so confusing. Like, we got separated at one point and we were swapping <laughs> theaters. And, like, there wasn't a signed seat neither. So you uh-huh. just had to find a yeah, seat. Like, it. this seems like the fucking Stone Age we're talking no, about. But no. it was crazy, right? right yeah. It was so crazy. I had a kind of a similar experience where, first of all, this was a school night. This is like, yeah, yeah this is a school night. Thursday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and me and my friends were like, we got to go see Avengers, y'all. My mom, she said, okay, I'm a responsible kid, right? Right. <laughs> it's cool. You can go see Avengers. You're a nerd. You ain't going to have to be doing go nothing. Go see it, right? You're right, mom. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I walk into the theater, and this is the first time I'd ever seen this. Mind you, I had had been in, uh, I've seen Lord of the Rings in theaters, X-Men in theaters, yeah, Star yeah. Wars in theaters. I've Big moments. These, I've seen all these movies in theaters. Yeah. And I walk into the Avengers, to this premiere, you know, popcorn in hand, as per usual. And there's like three Captain Americas. <laughs> <laughs> like like five Iron Mans. Going. Yeah, yeah. And like, like four Thors. Yeah. Like sprinkled throughout the, in their the theater. In their cosplay. Yeah. I had never, ever seen that before. I might have seen something for like Phantom Menace, right? Where somebody might have had some Star sure. Wars on. Yeah. But nothing to the degree of what I seen when the Avengers came out, y'all. Like cosplay nerds, wow. we they had been waiting for so long for something like this. Yeah. And that's how I knew this was about to be something different. When I walked into the theater and I seen all these cosplayers and people had real shields. Yeah. <laughs> like these were real Captain America Seriously, shields, bro. And man. I was like, yeah, it's about to go down. I don't know what's about to happen in this movie, but it's about to go down. And now it's become commonplace, right? We expect to see right. that now. Mm-hmm. But when Avengers came out, that wasn't the norm. Right. That was not the norm at all. This was... Uh, it was a phenomenon in and of itself, right? And it really, again, like we mentioned, it changed the whole industry. Um, this is what placed um, comic book movies and superhero movies at the forefront of Hollywood, and they've been dominating ever since. They have not letting their foot up on the gas, and that's why Marvel's The Avengers is number two on our list of top ten best comic book movies of the decade. Yeah, y'all. And so we finally made it Uh-oh. to the end. We have one movie remaining on this list. What could possibly beat The Avengers? What is even better than The Avengers? Is it even a thing? Is it even possible to supplant yourself and to have a movie even higher on this list? Well, we have determined that that is possible. Bear with us. Number one. Numero uno. On this list of the 10 best comic book superhero movies of the decade is... Drum roll, please. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. I like that introduction. Thank that was you. really good. That was really good. Titan was like most planets. Too many mouths, not enough to go around. And when we faced extinction, I offered a solution. Genocide. But random, dispassionate, fair to rich and poor alike. They called me a madman. And what I predicted came to pass. With all six stones, I could simply snap my fingers. They would all cease to exist, and I call that... Mercy. And then what? I finally rest. 
and watch the sunrise on a grateful universe. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. Yes, it is true. Avengers Infinity War is number one on our list. It is higher than the original Avengers. Y'all. And you might be wondering, what the hell? You just wax poetic for like five minutes about the Avengers and how it changed the industry and nothing was, would happen afterwards. How is it even better? Well, we will tell you. We will graciously tell you why Avengers Infinity War is the number one best comic book movie of the decade. Yep. Ten years. Ten years. Ten years of storytelling. Ten years of character building. Ten years of mythology making yeah. 10 years of epic crossover events mm-hmm. and just massive amounts of characters and storylines and plots and time and effort just put into creating a universe something that had never been done before in Hollywood history to create a single overarching narrative and continuum amongst a series of films and Infinity War is number one because Avengers Infinity War is the promise of what we had been expecting all this time. It was truly the embodiment of what the most epic and ambitious crossover in motion picture history could ever look like. It was, to to put it quite frankly, it's Avengers 1 on crack. Yes. (laughs) That is, that's actually amazing. That is what it is. Like, it is, it is so out of this world what this movie is and what they do in this this film. Mm -hmm. The only movie... Above Avengers, that has made me feel anything even remotely close to that moment and even exceeded that moment is Infinity War. But it goes even further than that, yeah. right? Like, we can talk about how many characters are in the movie. Mm-hmm. Not only do you get your original six Avengers, but you add the likes of Spider-Man and Black Panther and Doctor Strange and Thanos and and and, and Bucky and Falcon and, and, Guardians. and the Guardians. Like, we got all of that, right? Yeah. And we had been waiting for this movie at a fever pitch. But mm-hmm. I think it goes even a step further than that, which is why this movie is number one. And I think the true reason beyond the cultural impact beyond how much money it made at the box office beyond the fact that it is avengers one on crack this is how you take probably the biggest risk that you can take in a blockbuster movie the villain wins the villain wins y'all and he wins decisively and definitively and the movie ends that's the end of the movie. This is the Empire Strikes Back of our generation. This is the moment where the villain comes in mm-hmm. and takes over the franchise. The heroes are in peril. Right. And it creates one of the most shocking experiences that I think most people have ever experienced in the movie. At the end of Infinity War, when he snaps his fingers yeah. and half of all life in the universe disintegrates and it creates the hottest conversation around any movie you can really ever think of. So much so that for a year we had to wait for Endgame, Mm. that we had to wait for that payoff, that we had to just nervously and anxiously await to see what would happen. This movie is the reason Endgame is not number one. This movie is the reason that Endgame even makes as much money as it does because it did the work. It set the groundwork for everything that followed afterwards in Endgame. It created the payoff. Infinity War... I. I don't know of a more perfect blockbuster movie experience you could have that pays off everything that you work towards and you introduce so many characters and everything about it works. And I mean, I, I remember watching it and seeing literally every scene, new characters being introduced into the movie for the first time, mm-hmm. the sense of urgency that exists yeah. throughout the entire movie, the sense of danger 
and peril. Like you feel the dread build up over time throughout the movie and how it culminates towards the end um, with just everything it did. I, I, I mean, it created, I think it just created a, a movie watching experience that we, that we haven't felt probably since, and you know, I haven't personally felt this, but probably since fans who watched the Empire Strikes Back felt yeah. when they walked out of the theater mm-hmm. knowing that like, damn, Darth Vader won. We got to wait three years to see what happens. Right. Well, thank God we only had to wait one. But right. like that whole idea, right, to create mm-hmm. a conversation because the villain wins, you never see that happen in big, big movies. It just doesn't, right. it just doesn't go that way. Right. Infinity War, man. I, it does everything. It goes all the places and it's easily my favorite comic book movie, you know, ever. And I think we both, I think we both naturally agree that this, this deserved the number one spot. It just, it owns it and it, it took it from everything else. Oh yeah. I mean, think about, I just want to know if anyone has ever in their entire life left a theater so devastated. Shook. Shook it to your core. Than that ever, ever, ever. Has anything ever even come close to leaving a theater feeling that way? Maybe, you know, most movies they have like something sad happens, right? Right. And then in the end it's happy sunshine. This movie does not. There's no happy sunshine. Nope. In fact, the, the the credits just roll, and everyone just sat there like <laughs> stunned. Yeah, right. Like, some like, people was like, "Was that it?" Like, that's not it, right? <laughs> A lot of people was waiting for the like the the. They thought the credits were gonna be like real cheery and joyful. Cheery no, and it joyful. was it was a black fucking title screen with regular ass Look, credits. They thought this was gonna be some type of and somber music, bro. It was the most depressing thing ever. But that's why it worked so well. That's why it's so good, man. This movie, it really, like you said, risk. You, you've built this machine, and now all of a sudden, your hero's lost. Like, <laughs> think about that. Like your hero's lost. They didn't even. It wasn't even a glimpse of hope. They, uh, it's impossible not to think of the scene where, Mister Stark, I don't feel so good. Oh my god! Right? Like, oh my god! Do you know? Oh, bro! Do y'all understand how? So we we had come to love Peter Parker like this whole movie is the geniusness of the MCU coming to light right yeah and it this is when it, everything starts to make sense of what they've done the payoff of what they've done you love all every single character absolutely that is now fading away and they purposely make it every character that you just started to love yeah you they just fell per- in love with him purposely did we that we just got black panther we just got black panther just got spider-man just got spider-man man we ah, just we just got the guardians they knew what they were doing and he just snapped him away yeah like i've never i've never seen any so, so much anticipation build up where the 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 heroes feel hopeless at the end right like even if something bad happens in like a superhero movie the heroes just like oh no we got this right that's what cap does cap is like oh no we got this and then by the end of the movie they're defeated yeah like decisively no no one has this anymore Mm -hmm. and that by itself is that feeling is the it's one of the most genius things I've ever seen in not even superhero history, bro. This is like a cinematic marvel. Yeah. Like, I like, you see what I did there? <laughs> All puns intended there. <laughs> All I puns see what intended. you did. But it, 
it really yeah it it has it's it's transcended time bro like yeah and i hate to say it but now if i feel like if something happens like that in the future i'm gonna be like well that's an infinity war thing but yeah. it's like hard not to say that now exactly they just they made its own blueprint i mean the, end of, the heroes lost we we had no less than 22 heroes in the movie um which we're now quadrupling what we had to do in the first avengers yeah like Oh yeah, let's make twenty-two heroes work. Mm-hmm. Like you have all of the Guardians, you have all of the original Avengers, and you have all of these new characters that we just introduced, such as Black Panther and Spider-Man right. and mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange. And like, mm-hmm. let's make all of this work. And like the Russos, when they were making the movie, they had this phrase called "Strange Alchemy," and it talked about the pairings of different characters. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be interesting if Tony Stark and Doctor Strange ended up together, and what that looks like? And it worked, and it, and it worked. made it work. So, and it's like, yes, of course, the these two, two should be the together. Two geniuses. These two these two genius assholes <laughs> like assholes, of course yeah. we want to see that happen so mm-hmm. we can see, see them bicker back and forth yeah. or you go to the flip side and you're like oh let's pair thor with rocket and Groot. wouldn't that be hilarious yes absolutely the intergalactic people listen <laughs> this movie has everything that any fan of any comic book movie could desire yeah. it literally has store Using the power of a neutron star yeah. to build Stormbreaker. What the heck? What? Like, this is in a movie, bro. It's actually on the screen. <laughs> like, this is in I'm a not, movie. I'm not reading this. I'm like, wait a second. This is the most <laughs> comic book shit I've ever seen. He goes to Nidavellir. Yeah, bro. I never saw, like, we talk about all of that. Like, we go from Nidavellir. We go to Wakanda. Yeah. We go to Titan. We go to Earth. We go to nowhere. We're going crazy, everywhere bro. across the universe. Mm-hmm. It is like... The biggest, epic, most just mind-blowing space adventure that you could ever conceive that it just, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, And then emotionally, like you mentioned, everything that happens at the end. And then also the characters that we lost even before the snap. Yeah. We, we, we lose Gamora and we yeah. lose um, we lose Loki. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like these characters that we really cared about and like all the risks. Like you just don't see huge movies on this scale take those sorts of risks because yeah, bro. the formula is there. It's like, yeah, the, the good guys have to win, right? You mm-hmm. got to send people home happy and that's how we're going to make money. But it's like, no, we've built this up to give you the biggest threat you've ever seen on screen. And this is going to pay off and it's going to make sense, but you have to take this necessary step in order to get there. And the fever pitch to infinity war was just like, man, who Thanos is, who, who's Thanos going to body? Like everybody like, Oh yeah. Who, who, how many people he going to body in this movie? Like everybody was like, he has to kill so-and-so he has to kill so-and-so. Nobody thought he would kill half of life <laughs> half in the universe. Life, nobody bro. predicted that. <laughs> like nobody, we thought like, we're thinking small, like, Oh man, you know, cat might die. Tony, Tony, might, die, die, Tony die. might die. You know, those I, are the two we were maybe, like really yeah, thinking about. Maybe like, one of his daughters dies. Nobody thought yo, that what they did is what, what would happen. Have you ever, Ugh seen the beginning of a movie and he has already bodied <laughs> not only an entire people not, not only an entire people but he 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 managed to body the incredible hulk yes in the opening easily. scene easily decisively and single-handedly by himself That's, he laid that man down that was already a crazy beginning you yeah. body the hulk you kill heimdall yep and you kill loki yep and this is in like 15 first, minutes yeah all in the first 15 minutes of the movie Talk about setting the stage for the most formidable villain that they've ever faced. I mean, and they just skip, they skip all just this whole medium part from the end of Ragnarok, right? Exactly, right? Like we didn't have, we didn't have to see it. We didn't even have to see. You knew the decimation that he did, right? And Thanos and the popularity of that character because of how they presented him in this movie and also in Endgame as well. He's now 
I would say he's up there in the upper echelon of villains in, in pop culture. Like, when you talk about, like, your Jokers or your Darth Vader's. Your Magneto's. And your Magneto's. You like, you gotta throw Thanos in there. Like, this is, I mean, the pure just spectacle and geniusness of it is, I mean, we could talk about this movie forever, y'all. Forever. But all that to say... All of these things, you know, as we think about our criteria and what makes the best comic book movie of the decade. Yeah. Um, this is why Avengers Infinity War takes the number one spot. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's man. really it, man. That's that's why. That's what it is. We hope you all agree. If you don't, man, let us know what you think. We put a lot of time and effort into this list. We did. Really proud of what we were able to do. We, we try to be diverse as well and represent just the large spectrum of superhero comic book movies that we've gotten this decade. Mm-hmm. To give y'all a quick recap, man, number 10 was Spider-Man Into the F- Spider-Verse. Number 9 was Joker. Number 8 is Deadpool. Number 7 is Avengers Endgame. Number 6 is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Number 5 is Logan. Number 4, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 3, Black Panther. Number 2, Marvel's The Avengers. And number 1, the King of the Mountain, Avengers Infinity War, is the best comic book movie of the decade. Wow. Whew. Man. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm mentally fried. A, we could talk about all those movies so much more. I wish we could make a, a 50, right? Like, I want to recognize even more movies, right? Yeah, that, that's a list right we gotten, there. We've gotten so many things. I just want you know, let's, I mean, off the top of your head, man, let, let's shout out other comic book movies that have come out this decade that are just, like, incredible that we've had, right? Um, like, hmm. I think about, I mean, Deadpool 2 was great. Like, a, you know, a follow-up to Deadpool. I really like that movie. I think about um, yeah. Man of Steel. I am, again, I'm a stickler for Man of Steel. Really great movie. That's I, underrated, I would say. A lot of people didn't like, again, the, the direction it went, right? Superman, the darkness yeah. of... Uh, you know, having to choose as a as one of a person with a crazy good moral compass, and who is uh, his world is being threatened. Right, the 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 thought of having to kill someone because because you had literally have to, or other people will die. Yep, is how is that not genius to anyone else? Like it's well done. <laughs> it's, it's such a well done. How movie. is that not that is to me what. People don't like Superman because they think he's this and that, right? But those are the exact conflicts on which I think Superman can be cool. Yeah. Explore that. And we finally got it. And some people were like, but they didn't. I don't know. It deserves more credit for sure. It deserves more credit. Um, definitely want to shout out other comic book movies. Uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service, technically a comic book movie. And them go crazy. Really love that movie. It's, it's amazing. Uh, definitely want to shout out. One of the other movies that I really liked this decade was like the original Ant Man movie. I thought that that was like a really I, pleasant I, movie. I did like the original Ant Man. Yeah, it's really, hilarious. Almost everything in MCU, you know, we're gonna agree with. Of course, right? Uh, like, I think I I really like Doctor Strange. What that was able to do. Doctor Strange is great. Like, yeah, I that was one of the movies I had. I didn't have too much expectation for. Yeah, I love the character. Um, grow me and I just though. wasn't sure what was going to happen. Yeah, but when I seen, the, especially with like you know the the whitewashing of like Tilda Swinton, um, and then you know, um, but then they got Benedict Cumberbatch on board, man, and I was like, I already like this dude, so what what are we going to do here? Excellent cast, and there's just overall, y'all. There's just so many comic book movies that have Ooh, come out this decade. I have, I have to give recognition. Mm-hmm. It's not a comic book movie. I gotta give recognition to The Walking Dead, bro. It came out in October 2010. A comic book adaptation, though, nonetheless. Com- yeah, it's not adaptation. a traditional superhero movie, not but yes. Yeah, it's not a movie, it's a but book. it is a TV show. Yeah, I mean. And The Walking Dead is still going, to say the least. It's still pushing <laughs> Why it's still how. going? Yeah. It, I mean, people must watch it, right? Whether it's good or not. Yeah, of and, course. And that just 
the fact that it's still going is it speaks to the show itself. Yeah. Like this, it really did it, to me. It revolutionized some parts of TV. Oh, absolutely. Walking Dead was. I mean, the po- at its peak, the popularity of it was. It was. I mean, kind of before like Game of Thrones really took mm-hmm. off. It was kind of the show that a lot of people yeah, watched. It showed, right? it showed that another genre could work. Yeah. Week to week. Absolutely. Like, we've never seen a zombie show week to week. <laughs> like, well, it doesn't make sense. Nonetheless they've all been movies. Right. Yeah, yeah, they've all been movies. So. Hey y'all, this has been uh, an incredible ride, incredible opportunity to present y'all with this list. Um, again, we present you the top 10 best comic book movies of the, of the decade. Um, do you agree with us? Do you not? You probably don't, but that's okay. That's all right. Send man. us your own top 10s of the decade, man. Please. I think I would love to see people oh, yeah. submit that and just like jot it down, write it out, you know, just send it out on social, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it might be. Show us what your top 10 best comic book movies of the decade would be. We'll see if our lists line up or not, and uh, we might have missed things and just let us know what you think hit us up on social media at two black nerds and i think that's it for this segment man that's it for this episode um i think that's it dude uh we appreciate y'all hey check out the episode share the episode with your friends please do this is this is a really special episode man we took our time (laughs) great great conversation we love we love the debate and the hot takes so let us know let us know what you think man look they know who they are oh yeah (laughs) they know who they are but again man we appreciate y'all Oh, this has been Two Black Nerds, man. We're too black. And too nerdy. And we out. Peace. I'm black, so I put up in that all black bands in the back. If you need someone to call on the man for the cash, you ain't standing for the cause, meet the man in the mask.